want to lose weight? So many of this giant audience are on the new Showtime Rotisserie Diet Program. With a high-protein, low-carb diet, you can lose twice as much weight than if you were on a low-calorie, high-carb diet. How much weight did you lose? I lost 24 pounds in 30 days. I lost 10 of the hardest pounds in the world. <laughs> lost 13 pounds in a month. 13 pounds? pounds? in one dress size in 28 days. Oh, my God, Linda. 10 pounds in 30 days. Jesus. I've lost my goal of 15 pounds in about 20 days. You go out and go get yourself some new goals. I lost 20 pounds in 30 days. 20 pounds in 30 days, and it didn't even feel like a diet. <laughs> I lost 21 pounds in 31 days. <laughs> 22 pounds in 30 days. I lost 23 pounds in two months. I ate like a pig. <laughs> and make no mistake about it, those testimonials are real. God damn right they are. <laughs> All right, how's it going? Pretty good, man. We're back after a brief hiatus. Do you want to tell people why why we we weren't back? If you want to get if you want to get real honest, COVID related reasons. COVID decisions. COVID decisions. You are a healthcare worker. You are a post-secondary student <laughs> And you decided to go to a house party Then you got exposed to COVID And then we couldn't do the podcast It was only three people, but I should have known I do remember in a previous episode where you were talking about the COVID decision that your brother made Oh yeah And then what did you do? Well, I... Uh, I let my emotions get involved in the way of my decisions, and uh, I paid the price. Two weeks of quarantine, baby. Right. But we're back. I mean, unless you want to get into this more, I'm happy no. to. No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just trolling. <laughs> well, but COVID decisions seems like it would be a good song. I think we should redo the Zappa. Nah, it might be disrespectful to the Zappa, but he'd be in favor. So, um. I've been thinking about, like, did we choose the right name for the podcast? You brought this up earlier. Yeah. Um, and I think we did choose the right name, but I came up with another name. And I think, like, it's the answer to, like, have you ever watched, um, like, people who go and eat on YouTube? Like, they do videos, like, they go to, like, different street food or. Yes. Right. I watch those did videos Did you ever sometimes. see a video on YouTube of somebody eating street food? Where they didn't enjoy it? I don't think it exists. Well, have I got a show for you. Oh, shit. My new show would be called That Ain't It. That Ain't It? Yeah. Hmm. And I think it applies to a lot of different things. People do not... People are afraid to say something isn't good. Like, there's this dude, Mark Weems, on YouTube. He's done hundreds, of not thousands, of videos where he's traveled around the world eating different food. I've never seen the guy not like something. Maybe he doesn't have taste buds. No, so this this new show will be people saying honest things, having honest reactions. I kind of like it. And what they would typically say if they don't like something, would be like, hmm, that ain't it. It's respectful and polite, but it gets the point across. Yeah, it's like when you, you sent me some song the other day. Yes, Fugazi. Yeah, that ain't it. 
very fair. Went back. I'm like, I knew it wouldn't be it for him. Yeah. yeah. That, that ain't it. That ain't it. I think you could make a television show. It could be anything. You just, you're just giving honest reviews. So you may still like 90% of the things that people feed to you. But when somebody feeds you something that, you know, just ain't hitting it, it just, that ain't it. Tomatoes out of season? That, that ain't, ain't it. it. Yeah. I think you might have something here. Yeah. So I, I thought about this and I was like, damn, that would have been a good name for the podcast. Huh. Well. But that ain't it. We're here. It's happened. And I'm sure our listenership would just hate the confusion. All seven of you. All seven of you. Loyal. Probably are still are gone and listening to other podcasts. We hope you come back. Right. I've I'm got, pretty sure one of the seven is you. I do like to uh, take notes on ways to improve. <laughs> All right. I, got, I have some semi-breaking news. Mm. Seven hours ago on The Guardian, the headline is Hollywood actor Steven Seagal joins pro-Kremlin party. Are you surprised? Well, after doing some research, I shouldn't be. But when I first saw it, absolutely. I didn't so know. Absolutely, you are surprised, or absolutely you're not surprised. I was surprised when I first read it, but after learning that Steven Seagal is a resident of Russia since 2006, again, are you surprised? I guess not. What really got me on this was um, <laughs> the last the last line of the article. Seagal visited Venezuela as a Russian representative earlier in May and presented a samurai sword to Venezuela's president. A samurai sword from Russia? Yes, yeah. from Steven Seagal. Right, who, uh, he didn't he practice like some kind of fake uh, martial arts? I'm trying to think of what the name of it is. I only know this. It's like Aikido that is or it. something like that? That is the one, and I've never seen a Steven Seagal film, if you want to call it film. I have. <laughs> I don't even remember. Oh, no, that was... No, I, you're right. All of his movies are shit. I was trying yeah. to think. I thought maybe there was one good one, but that was a Van Damme movie. That dude could... Bloodsport. Jean-Claude Van Damme is a badass. I'm a fan. Except for that television show that you guys showed me. That was a weird show. So That's for those stupid. of you who don't know, it was Jean-Claude Van Damme was Jean-Claude Van Damme, but also an actor, I believe. It was, it was yeah. very confusing. Yeah. It was like about, it was like a reality show about John Claude Van Damme, but it was completely fictional. It was very odd and not funny. I think the absurdity of it is what got me, but I wasn't a, a full time watcher. I'll tell you that much. Okay, so where are you going with this? Nothing. I just wanted to kick it off with that. I thought it was fun and ridiculous. Did you know that he was also uh, in? I think it was Louisiana. Uh, he they just made him a police officer out of just nowhere i did hear about this yeah but i forgot about it i don't know how that's possible hmm. when you're an american icon <laughs> you do well in russia interesting i wonder why the russians sent him to venezuela um well it says they intend for him to improve diplomatic relations with the u.s right but which the, is a start there's a big there's a big divide right now between relations in the u.s and venezuela that is true yeah they tried to stage a coup how recently was this mm, i think it was within the last year or year and a half right at most it's been uh, a little less stable since chavez died wait i think you're, you're mistaking venezuela for chile 
No. Hugo Chavez. Hugo Chavez? Hugo, Hugo Chavez. Right. Venezuela? Venezuela. And who's the guy now? Maduro? Oh, I just had it there. I clicked away. One second. Uh, yes, Nicolas Maduro. Right. And so they're trying guy. to oust Maduro with this other dude. I, I can't recall his name, but he's like almost a nobody. Interesting. But he was receiving support from the U.S. And they're still hmm. supporting him. Right. From what I understand. Lots of oil over there. Right. But see, like, Hugo Chavez was like a hero in Venezuela. And, and around the world, he he's looked a TV at, show every did week. Did he really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, but he was a total socialist as well. And a dictator. Right. But I believe people liked his dictation. Benevolent dictatorship. Yeah. He's, it's weird because he's remembered as like a hero in Venezuela, but in the rest of the world, he's a dictator. It's interesting. Anyway. I wonder how common that is across the world. I'd say quite but probably good, not good to draw blanket statements. Um, I was listening to uh, Believe It or Not. Ripley's? No. No. Um, <laughs> Kings of Leon. Okay. Yeah. Was it the have NFT? You the, have you heard? No. Fuck the NFT. We <laughs> talked about that on Pretty Sure on the podcast. We did. Yeah. See, this is it's actually good that you said that because this is kind of where this story is going. Okay. Have you ever heard the first two albums of Kings of Leon? I could never do it. They're fucking great. Really? Yeah. Huh. I've known they were great for a long time. And I'm kind of interested to find out where Kings of Leon lost their way because mm. those first two albums doesn't really sound like anything they did. Like, what was that album that was really uh, super popular? Um, was it like called Room on Fire or something like that? Was it the one with Sex on Fire? Sex on Fire. Yeah. That's the one I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah, they won like a fucking Grammy or something for song or album of the year for that. Yeah. And I was just not, that ain't it. That ain't it. It ain't it. Every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, Right, but on. if you hear the first two albums, yeah. they're very good. Yeah, you'll have to check it out. Kings of Lane. So, yeah. I, youth I respect is, your music opinion. It's called, their first two albums are called Young Men and Manhood. And good name. the second one is called Aha Shake Heartbreak. Hmm. They're both really fucking good. All right. 2003, 2004. Yeah, 2000s alternative music definitely had its charm. Some of it doesn't hold up, though. If you think about like other, other bands from you know, 2003, 2004, probably like The Strokes. Who gives a fuck about The Strokes? I don't give strokes? a fuck about The Strokes. No, no. They were really popular at the time. I liked some of their songs, but now they just they just don't stand up at all. I think a friend was showing me some of the strokes, and I was like, I understand why people like it. It's just, that ain't it. That ain't it. No. Right. <laughs> well, I've got a whole bunch of science. Okay. <laughs> Actually, before we do that, what do you think about the um, colonial pipeline shutdown in Georgia? The one that was hacked? Yeah. Um... I'm not surprised. I don't know what else you want me to say. Like, uh, it's not like these hackers are like super sophisticated or anything. Mm -hmm. They basically just sent phishing emails to people that work at the company and people clicked on them. Oh God. Yeah. It's that bad. That's how they got access. Huh? Yeah. Um, what else do you want to know? Like people panicked about gas or whatever, or it's just, at least I haven't really seen, much of this in terms of like a 
network focused attack on shutting down infrastructure, which is like the way that things will be going there's in the no, future. There's no federal mandate in the United States to have a certain level of cyber or network security. Like seems ridiculous. It doesn't even make sense to me why these systems are online. Right. 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 If like, it's I that mean, easy. Yeah. I mean, it should be on a closed, closed network. Mm-hmm. Um, but to just, to have all of your systems in some way be reachable through the World Wide web, that ain't it. That is definitely not it. You're asking for trouble. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's partially on these companies, but it's also on, you know, the greater United States to implement some sort of um, measure of how secure things are. 100%. Yeah. If your grid is open, you're going to be in trouble. I mean, the next... They say the next wars will be cyber. I think there already are. Yeah. And this is a pretty real world example of it. But like I said, anybody and their dog can, you know, you don't need a lot of uh, technical aptitude to create one of these attacks. You can literally. Especially if it's just a phishing. Right. You literally can go on any dark web market. Yeah. And buy uh, a phishing attack. Yeah. Um, Basically, then all you have to do is figure out a group of people that work there mm-hmm. and get their email addresses, which company direct a lot of that stuff is online. Right. Right. And then once you have that, you just, you know, send out a couple hundred emails, hope one of these dick weeds with some security access mm-hmm. clicks on it and boom, you're in. It's not like some dude sitting behind a computer and he's like crunching lines and lines of code. Yeah. To try and, <laughs> oh, brute force attacking your passwords. Yeah. This is not Mr. Robot. <laughs> no, no, it's not even close. It's some young kid, probably. You know, like anybody with a you know half a Bitcoin. It's very true. Yeah, it can the buy amount a of, lot of nasty software. The amount of fraudulent stuff on it's crazy, man. Yeah, people are up to no good all around the world. So, genetic sequencing. Important okay. stuff. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. Done. Done. But now they've made it super small and portable. Okay. So there's a company called Nanopore Tech. Um, they make portable genetic sequencing devices that you can use in the field. They run on solar part of the time. You have options to switch back and forth. Um, they can sequence... 4 million bases in a run, which is quite a bit for like a small thing. So like the application for this would be if you're having like an infectious disease outbreak in a isolated area, you can quickly get genetic samples of what you're dealing with Okay. instead of running it back to the lab. Mm-hmm. These things are starting at a thousand dollars a piece. Okay. It's pretty sweet. Star Trek kind of stuff. So, uh, they're back on the uh, whole Wuhan lab theory. They are. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? You know, I, I think when I hear that Wuhan lab theory come back out, I'm like, oh, Trump is probably like, oh, I said that. Oh, I was telling everybody that. Probably, yeah. And yeah, he was. But still nobody's been able to prove it. I mean... I think it's totally plausible. It's worth investigating. It makes a lot. It seems like it would be a lot easier to uh, leak a virus through that method than mm-hmm. to be jumping species, like the other I agree. other theories suggest. Yeah, statistically, it's uh, 
is a weird thing. Yeah. I mean, it can happen, but chances are is people were, and, and I mean, I think it's been widely confirmed that people were working on similar viruses. I think it, I should, probably shouldn't think, but, but yes, they're very similar viruses from what I can tell. I'm not sure if it was the same viruses. Um, yeah, it's worth investigating. I don't think people should get upset about investigating a possible issue there because that would be a pretty big deal that got out of a lab and ruined the entire world for a year. We'll see how it goes. Why is it that, you know, pizza tastes better the next day? I think it has to do with things congealing a little bit. Really? Yeah. Cause why does it seem to be that so-called Italian food uh-huh. tastes better the next day specifically? Like you think about, you know, pasta, um, pizza, lasagna. Mm-hmm. Like have you ever had next day lasagna? It's one of my favorite things oh in life. Oh my God. Yeah. I, it's the tomato sauce. That's what it is. They definitely all have that in common, but mm-hmm. is that what makes them so great the next day? I think when you're using fresh tomato sauce and you cook it, let it cool down again, you're working in all the new flavors and it takes a little while. Like when I make tomato sauce from scratch, that stuff tastes better two days after. See, I'm kind of with you. Yeah. I also think it has a lot to do with the cheese. Why do you think that? It's an interesting... Because uh, of the same idea, the congealing, right? So like it cools down, hardens, yeah. maybe absorbs a little bit more of the herbs and spices mm. in from the pasta sauce. Okay. Right? And it, it, it's consistent across pizza, spaghetti. If you put cheese on your spaghetti, like some <laughs> of people course. do. Yeah. Uh, lasagna for sure or like carbonara big fan of carbonara oh yeah i made some the other day i didn't have any bacon which was kind of sacrilege it's not it's alfredo if you don't have bacon motherfucker i suppose so but i used the carbonara recipe with the fresh egg yolk okay and some like onions it was mediocre some some, yeah (laughs) mushrooms uh it was really just onions and garlic i needed to go to the grocery store yeah yeah, bastardized that i did but it tasted really nice okay (laughs) i also think the uh it could be water leaving the lasagna or the pizza that's true too as it cools down maybe concentrating the sauces whatever it that is it i think we just confirm ladies and gentlemen that is it what about root beer i had some the other day what kind a and w and it was delicious. It was now, really, really good. I'd recommend it. Out of a bottle? No, it was fountain. Oh, okay. So there's a huge difference, and specifically when it comes to A and W, the the root beer that you get at A and W from the fountain mm-hmm. is a hell of a lot different than the root beer you get in the bottle from the store. Which do you prefer? Oh, I mean the fountain. It's really good. Yeah, it's really good. But is it the best? Well, we have mug, we have right. mug root beer, mug barks, a Coca Cola product, uh, mm. barks also a Coca Cola product. It's running the game, yeah. And I think I'm not sure who produces A and W when it's on at the store. But then there's also Hires, which is Hires, yeah, Hires root beer. Never heard of it before in my life. Wow, you haven't lived. Apparently not. And then I mean, there's there's other kinds like um, what's that? brand called soda jerks or yeah 
Uh, there's like You're lots of deep. There's yeah. lots of craft versions, but of the the big three anyway, the mug, the A and W, and the Barks. I think Barks might actually be the best in the bottle, personally. Huh. But A and W, when you you get it from the nipple, it's <laughs> it's the shit. Also a Coca Cola product. A and W. So A and W got got three beers or three root beers in the say. market. Coca Cola. I'm pretty that, sure because Coca Cola makes Barks, don't they? Yep, they have, uh, and they make Mug, don't they? Mug, Barks, NW, Dads. Hi. Oh, Dads. Yeah, Dads is another one. Hires is no, no. I'm sorry, guys. I was reading the related products. Oh, Coca Cola does. Dr Pepper, NW. Dr Pepper is not a root beer. True, but a Coca Cola product and delicious. Yeah. Wait, Dr Pepper is a Pepsi product. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where you. What, this is Wikipedia, so I mean, I think if you search Dr Pepper, you'll see that it's made by PepsiCo. Just like the Dew. The Dew. I haven't had the Dew in a very oh, long time. I'm all about the Dew. It's a That's, strange name. But it is a wonderful flavor. It makes you want to. Uh, I don't know. Go out in the early morning Dew. Right. And pop a stick of juicy fruit. Also a good beverage. Dr. Pepper is a Coca-Cola product. Good, sir. You're kidding me. I'm not. Dr. Pepper is a Coca-Cola product? Mm -hmm. I thought they had like Mr. Pib or something. Look at that. We got Pibs Extra. Right. That's a Is that equivalent to Mr. Pib? That's like a... It's the Reformation. It's like a Dr. Pepper. I I just thought... Also Coca-Cola, brother. They have everything. They got it all. I guess so. They don't have the do, though. Do the do. Then there's there's a variety of kinds of do. There are, and apparently it's huge with uh, motocross. <laughs> yeah, it's like sponsorships the, everywhere. It's like the original energy drink. Do is in fact Pepsi Cal. Yeah, I I knew that. I and thought Dr Pepper. I was convinced Dr Pepper was as well. Where do you think Mountain Dew was created? What state? In the Carolinas. Close Tennessee. Oh yeah, it's got to be in the South. Tennessee. Carolina. Hell yeah, Mountain Dew. Yeah. It's a really good beverage. It's like the uh, soda version of lemon-lime Gatorade. Although lemon-lime Gatorade hmm. is really good. I'm not big on the Gatorade. Really? I would never go for a Gatorade off the shelf. Oh, I'm, I drink Gatorade on the reg. Not my jam. Mm, that ain't it. That ain't it for me. All right. What about, what about bottled water? Not that we should be drinking bottled water. We but shouldn't, but sometimes you have to. Can you not to. tell the difference between the varieties of bottled water? I can. Okay. So what, in your opinion, is the best bottled water? Dasani. I completely disagree. I'm uh, Aquafina. Really? Hell There's something yeah. about the high chlorination in the Dasani. I'm like, ah, this is just doing it for me. I love it. Oh, see, I, I like I like the demineralized, which is, I'm not sure if Aquafina is demineralized. but not sure either. It's it's. Got like no flavor, which is kind of what I look for in a water. Huh. No, that's pretty fair. I do like my water flavorless. Now, I'm not an expert on water, but have you ever had Fiji water? I have. Because a lot of people will say that Fiji water is is where it's at. So I didn't want to be, you know how I can be, particular. And pretentious. Yeah. Um, Evian, which was, was, that's my main. If I was going to get a bottle of water. I would get that bottle of water. 
Do you know what uh, Evian is spelled backwards? Naive. And you're drinking it. Oh, not bad. Not yeah, bad. Yeah, I need to get me some Fiji water to compare, and then I'll have a firm decision on if, if it's Aquafina or if it's Fiji for me. I think it's two different ballparks, Aquafina and Fiji. Where are they? Are they different, differently priced? I think so. But honestly, I haven't compared. Yeah. I mean, I like bottled water, but I typically go for Aquafina. I don't like, I'm not about Nestle or any of that fucking shit. No name bottled water. No, no. None of that around here. I'd rather just drink from the tap. Which I'm perfectly fine to do. We got some good tap water here in this uh, town that you don't need to know. (laughs) Speaking of water, breakthrough in reverse osmosis, Uh leading to more efficient desalination. Okay. Pretty cool. Um, Approximately third, a third of the lifetime cost of a desalination plant Mm -hmm. is due to the energy required to maintain pressures. So the way they do it is they're maintaining like 70 times atmospheric pressure and running this over a membrane. This membrane pulls out all the minerals and salts. Um, it's ridiculously costly. And we are going to run out of potable water soon enough, so it's, it's good to look at these things. Um, engineers at Purdue. Well, pretty, like Purdue is trustworthy. You don't think Purdue is trustworthy? They're responsible for the opium epidemic. They're the ones that created like Oxycontin and all that shit and made made billions of dollars off of it. That is very true. Yeah. I'm thinking the Purdue school. Purdue University. Okay, but are is it related to to pharmaceuticals I or don't believe is it more so. of a locale? Purdue is in West Lafayette, Indiana. Okay. Purdue Pharma is Founded by John Purdue Gray. Right. Where are they where are they located? Connecticut. All right. So probably different. Different different folks. These are engineers trying to solve our uh You're telling me that Purdue Pharmaceutical doesn't have engineers? I'm sure they have chemists. Okay. Chemical engineers. That's that's true. I'll give you I'll give you that one. Um but these guys decided to instead of trying to do the whole batch at high pressure, we're gonna segregate it off into like a using a piston it's uh yeah apparently supposed to reduce costs by millions in terms of energy and be a good step forward in getting us some clean water clean clean water something we all need folks clean water let's get excited about it so there's this dude in the states um he created an instagram account specifically dedicated to uh taking pictures of like uh evangelical preachers you know that mm-hmm. kind of shit mm-hmm. um showing off like their super expensive clothes oh, <laughs> so like no. he took a he took a picture of this or i found a picture of this one dude um he's wearing like five thousand dollar shoes got him from jesus not that i think that anybody would be surprised that these like mega church people are pocketing money or paying themselves large rock sums stars, of money. man. But it reminds me of, I don't know if you're familiar with the, the song um, from you are what you is heavenly bank account. 
No, sir. He's got $20 million in his heavenly bank account. All from those chumps who was born again. Yeah. So anyway, that song came out in like 1981. Yeah. And this shit's still going on like 30 years later. Ridiculous. 40 years later. It's fucking crazy. Huh. Yeah. So these people are just out wearing their like Fendi and Gucci Gucci? Oh, yeah, like... The Preachers? Hell, yeah. Oh, my God. That is ridiculous. Yeah. And, uh... We should get into that game. People still keep giving them money. (laughs) I don't get it. It seems like it's for Jesus. Or whoever it may be. Um, what else did this uh, guy say? He says, uh... The guy's name is... The the Instagram account is Preachers in Sneakers. That's a great name. And Love it. the guy who created it, his name is uh, Ben Kirby. Okay. And uh, basically, I'll, I'll give you... He says, I begin asking, how much is too much? Is it okay to get rich off of preaching about Jesus? Is it okay to be making twice as much of the me- as the median income of your congregation? These are the questions you should be asking, sir. Right. And so, like, his dad was a doctor, and, you know, he said he grew up pretty well-to-do, but his parents were always given a lot of money to the church. Hmm. How much? He doesn't doesn't specify. Naturally. But he he says he remembers feeling confused when he saw Pastor Charles, which was like his pastor, driving a royal blue Harley-Davidson cruiser (laughs) worth more than one year of his parents' tiths. Or donations. What a weird to way church. to say that. So, <laughs> anyway, he, he realized that there's a somewhat fuzzy line between successful ministry and a booming business. And I just I just think it's funny that like this guy made this realization now. Uh huh. But Frank Zappa wrote a fucking song about it in 1984. In 1981. 81. Right. Which is even before like. Um, the Tammy Faye Baker, Jim Baker shit all went down, which is probably people you've never heard of. No, sir. But they used to be TV evangelists that okay. got caught by the government embezzling millions of dollars. And I think they both went to jail. But that, and like, Zappa's song was before that. Hmm. Yeah. So this shit's been Not going so on for holy. a while. And, like, the thing that you got to keep in mind about religions is that or churches is that they're tax exempt as well. They are, aren't they? Which is ridiculous. So the reason that churches are tax exempt is from way, 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 way back, like before the depression Mm -hmm. when, uh, churches were also teachers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And fulfilled that, you know, teaching role in a lot of cases in rural communities, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense why they would be tax exempt. Nowadays, doesn't make so much sense. Like, the Church of Scientology is tax exempt in the U.S. Believe it or not, which means they're a recognized religion, and it's a right total money grab. Right, and L. Ron Hubbard and his fucking yeah. soldiers were they they were lobbying Washington for a long time to get that. And like, this dude was so crazy about you know, keeping his money from away from the tax man mm-hmm. that he like created a whole fleet of uh, ships so that they didn't have to, they, they could claim that, you know, they weren't, uh, 
they weren't necessarily located. Their head office was on a ship in the middle of the ocean. Hubbard? Yes. Whoa, that's actually, that, yeah. that's sneaky as hell, but it's pretty smart. Yeah, and I think like the, I forget what it's called, but I think that Scientology has a whole Sea Org or whatever. What? That, yeah, that like a whole division of the church that is dedicated to the sea and these boats and shit. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even joking, man. That is wildness. Yeah. Anyway, and so a couple examples of these, these preachers that had expensive shit was this Seattle pastor, uh, Judah Smith, was photographed with a $3,600 Gucci jacket. God almighty. Um, this guy I've heard, heard of before, T.D. Jakes. No, nope. um, from Dallas, he had a a twelve hundred and fifty dollar uh, Louis Vuitton uh, fanny pack, bold style choice for sure. Yeah, and then this uh, dude from Miami, Guillermo Maldonado, Uh-oh. had a twenty five hundred dollar Ricci crocodile belt. I kind of dig the crocodile belt. A twenty five hundred dollar I mean, belt, not the, not the price tag, but I feel like it's less uh, less flashy. And it's made of crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> they might be a problem. And no, they don't have crocodiles in Florida. Those are alligators. Whatever. I think when you, yeah, I don't know. I guess you could, you could even having an alligator belt isn't, isn't cool. Is it not cool? I don't know. I don't want necessarily uh, too many animal products to be worn by me. That's fair. I'm a big fan of leather. Yeah. Well, that's why I said too Normal many. leather. Yeah, that's, Le- that's fair. If, if there was a synthetic... Uh, material that was better than leather, I'd be all for that. Be hard pressed to find it. It's a great material. There's genuine leather. Oh, what's this? It's uh, fake leather. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's called, called genuine, genuine leather. <laughs> Have you ever seen not seen things printed where it says genuine leather? Yeah, yeah, that's a type of fake leather. That's not real. Yes, it's a marketing ploy. That's incredibly misleading. Yeah, yeah, isn't it? It's not cool. No, it's not cool really changes how I feel about my baseball gloves. Just kidding. Cowhide. Cowhide is the way. The way. So you got anything else? It's all uh, pretty sciencey stuff. So that means you, you don't want to talk about it? I do. It seems like a pretty uh, fun episode, though. Okay, let's look at some renewable energy stuff. Hydrogen cells. You familiar? Uh-huh. So hydrogen can be used to fuel vehicles if you have the proper infrastructure. Where did they get the hydrogen from? So you need to split it from water. Mm. That's that's right. the, so we already talked about our clean water problem. We did. Yeah. Now we're going to start using that same water to create hydrogen for the vehicles. That's a very good point. Um, There's a reason why hydrogen hasn't caught on yet. Well, it's also very expensive to get that hydrogen. Yeah, um, I remember in the late 90s, early 2000s, they were basically going to create hydrogen from fossil fuels, which to me doesn't solve the problem. And that's been so the way to do it. your emissions may be better at the end of the day, but you're still burning fossil fuels. So up until what I'm about to talk about, it was 9 to 12 tons of CO2 being emitted for every one ton of hydrogen gas. Right. Not going to catch on. Um, that so ain't it. That ain't it, folks. Um, where is this group from? Jianwu Sun's research group. Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhere in the States. 
the research article is called New Porous Material Promising for Making Renewable Energy from Water, fizz.org. Um, they designed a nanoporous material. It's made of... Cut out this dead air. Okay. Like you're the one editing. I have a good friend to edit this out. <laughs> um, I'm not cutting it out, by the way. All right, let it roll. So the research is out of the Linkoping University in Sweden. Okay. Um, they've developed the material called nanoporous cubic silicon carbide. And it's pretty much a cube made of silicone and carbide. It's got pores in it, just like the name says. And it's capable of capturing solar energy and using the energy from the sun to split the hydrogen off the water. Okay. Um, so hydrogen's energy density is three times that of petroleum. Okay. So like it's, you get three times more energy from combusting it. And just with any combustion product, it's going to be CO2 and water as the product. We're going to get some CO2 eventually. Um, but yeah, the idea is that the pores increase the surface area and they also allow light to come in, which increases the charge separation of the um, chemicals inside, being the water. And yeah, hydrogen gas can be stored easily, transported in the same fashion as hydrocarbons. But if we can start splitting with energy from the sun, that would be pretty sweet. Sounds like a bunch of mumbo jumbo trash to me. Hey. <laughs> hey. Bringo. Bringo. So that's that about hydrogen? That's it. Okay. I've been into Alfred Hitchcock movies recently. Okay. Something about the I don't know if I've ever seen one. It's old timey. A lot of it's. Oh, I know what it is. Yeah. Something about it. It's relaxing. Huh. And none of it's like incredibly frightening. It's, a, it's supposed to be thriller movies, but usually it seems to be like a romance thing. But there's something about the, the shooting. The shooting of the way that they filmed it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Very dense in color, rich. Didn't what was didn't he have like a television program? Uh, maybe like Alfred Hitchcock presents. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it before, but not enough to remember it, any of the episodes. I think there was an episode with the gremlin on a plane or something. Possibly, but like I said, I don't recall. I was watching his movie Vertigo. Weird movie, but it's very good. You've heard of it? It's about um, a woman who died before in the city in like the 1700s and she keeps coming back. I won't spoil it, but uh, it's an enjoyable watch. Yeah, no spoilers on that one. No. <laughs> so uh, I saw this uh, tweet from Hamilton Morris. Okay. This is a long time ago. All right, like yeah. The end of March. I wanted to talk about his new show. Okay. Um, he, he threw out like this little Twitter survey where he's asking... What's the what's the word for the symbol of a triangle? Delta. Delta. Right. So he's asking people whether they prefer delta nine dash THC mm -hmm. versus delta eight 
dash THC. Okay. I was hoping maybe you could enlighten me as it's to the, what. It's the location of the double bond. Right. But um, have you seen, have you tried any of these products? Oh, like you consume it. I thought he was just talking yeah, semantics about he's the like, name. For people who have tried pure Delta 9 THC and, and pure Delta 8 THC, do you have a preference? And most, 34% of people at the time that I snapped this, yeah, had said they preferred Delta 9. And then 50% of people said they can't distinguish between Delta 9 and Delta 8. I'm trying to find what Delta 8 would be. I have no idea. Like I said, I, it was foreign to me, so I took a snapshot of it so that we could talk about it. I really don't know. I'm unfamiliar with THC Delta 8. Hmm. Was it a joke? Was he messing with people? No. Probably not. No. Doesn't seem to be his style. There's no hashtag joke in this tweet. <laughs> I, I was watching his uh, newest season of his show. Different, man. I think that this dude has done too many drugs. If I, if, if I can say this. might have pushed it too far this in this last one. This is crazy for somebody like me to say. Yeah. But I think this dude has done too much drugs. Like, we talked about it before. What, 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 he was in Mexico and he was inhaling. What was that shit he was inhaling? Xenon? Yeah, xenon gas. So he did a full episode. Okay. And he went to this clinic in the Czech Republic, I believe. Okay. It was really sad. He filmed like this woman who was an operator of the clinic, like who turned out to be a complete addict. And like the person running the clinic died two weeks later from this woman. And she lit like it was fucking awful. And honestly, after like he showed this woman like having a full on like episode trying to like reach for the xenon and like going like ape shit. I'm like, you shouldn't be showing this dude. And it was, uh, I feel like he shouldn't be showing a lot of the shit he does. Like it was a if, bit much, man. If you want to remain credible in academia, mm -hmm. which I think that he is, well, he's practicing chemistry now, right? That's what I'm saying. I think he's constantly striving to be recognized an in, as an academic. But when he films himself like inhaling gas and his head's like bobbing all over the place, and yeah, he looks like a complete junkie for lack of a better yeah. description yeah that's pretty fair yeah and then like we were i think we were talking about it before where he thinks like pcp is like not dangerous right yeah and now i'm like can i really trust your opinion he kind of lost some respect for me on this last one he did uh the uncle faster stuff was interesting right. i didn't watch it but yeah. you were saying something about there he did a full math. he did a full episode and this dude who's written a few books, Uncle Fester, he was doing a full meth cook. It was very odd. It was a very, very odd thing. What he, was the purity? Uh, he didn't complete the synthesis. He tossed it at the last step because he didn't want to do it on camera. Because it's illegal. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's really getting down with like the street shit. Yeah. In a way that's not really good for what he's doing. I feel like he's like almost like the Tom Green of drugs. Like the comedian Tom Green? Yeah, you just can't take him seriously. <laughs> like Tom Tom Green has been like living out of like a van or something for the last six months. True. Just like filming stuff. That's true. Yeah. And I noticed that he's back in Ottawa filming shit. And I watched one of the videos of him like standing on the old street corners that he used to do his original show. Yeah. And it's really funny, but like not because it's funny. Mm. It's really funny because 
of the way that like people are he'll be talking to the camera and then somebody will be walking by and he'll pretend like like in a split second that he was asking them the question okay. and then they just, they just don't listen and they keep walking by i mean that part is really funny yeah. but i don't think it's meant to be funny interesting yeah and i think like you just can't take tom green seriously no that's fair i don't know i never saw any of his stand-up i don't think he did any did he have any specials no he had a great television show where he was like right you know breaking stages and shit no better than that like uh, even before or before he did that yeah kind of stuff he was doing like um he used to have this like uh soap opera that he did called the, the canterbury tales it was really good was it like a spoof? Was it supposed oh, to be yeah, funny? It's totally okay. He's like dressed up in a dress and he's like hopping in like fountains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. That's pretty good. Yeah, oh, he's wild. Yeah, he once uh, he was like he lived at his parents' place till he was like mid twenties when he broke out and got yeah. a TV show. But like he would get up in the middle of the night, take his dad's car into like a body shop, and he had some dude airbrush. Uh, this chick eating out another chick on the hood of the car <laughs> and then he rode on it slut mobile oh god it was all done on just the hood of the car though his dad's car yeah and so he went he took his dad's car to that place yeah. and then brought it back and then he sat in like the garbage can for the rest of the night until his dad got up to go for work so he could get the exact shot of his dad walking up to the car oh my and god you know like his parents are like pretty used to the stupid shit that i would say so right but his dad got (laughs) it's so funny because he's sitting in in the garbage can and you could see the camera like you could see his dad coming out of the house and his dad comes out of the house he looks at the car he tries to rub the paint off (laughs) and he realizes that it's real oh god he doesn't go back in the house he just keeps walking (laughs) he walked to work he walked over to the to the bus stop (laughs) He walks over to the bus stop. And so Tom's like, oh, I can't let my dad walk to work or yeah. take the bus. So what does he do? He gets in the slutmobile and drives it over to the bus stop where there's like a crowd of people oh waiting for the bus. He's like, come God. on, dad. This is your car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good, man. That was a classic. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I might think higher of tom green now than i do oh, hamilton his, morris <laughs> the old shit that tom green used to do was really funny stuff no i believe it yeah um i know you were we were talking a bit about a bit about it off podcast but mm-hmm. um rutgers university announced that all students planning to attend in-person classes in the fall need to be fully vaccinated there are some limited exceptions i'm sure for health reasons or yeah. whatever but yeah, so obviously your university is not requiring full vaccination, which mm, I don't seems know. Question: Well, you're not going to be fully vaccinated by the time school starts. I probably. They're announcing. Um, we won't get too specific on right location, but it, but I know that be. when I'm getting my next shot mm-hmm. is going to be towards the end of July. So to get it, and how long it took between when I got my last shot and you got your first shot, yeah, or my first shot and you got your first shot, yeah, was at least a month. Yeah. So if true. I'm getting at the end of July, you're not getting it until the earliest beginning August. of September. I know they're saying they want to get seconds going. No, I, I understand that. I'm just yeah. saying, will everybody who needs to be fully vaccinated 
in time for school. Mm. I don't think so. I think you are probably an exception in that you got signed up for the vaccination as soon as you were available to. Yeah, and we can also do it. I don't think most young people are doing that. You don't think so? No. And if you don't take your, if you don't get your first shot, mm-hmm. you're just delaying how long it's going to take you to get on the list for your second. True. The nice thing is, is I can do it through school, which is great. So as soon as it's eligible, I can. But then it's like three weeks afterwards before you're fully, yeah, protected or whatever. Yeah, as that's true. As you can be. So it'll be interesting to see. That's why I'm not so sure that all schools will start in-person classes mm-hmm. right at the beginning of the year. But maybe we'll see. I know my faculty is for sure not the entire right. But are they expecting you to be fully vaccinated? Honestly, couldn't tell you. That's pretty sad. You should know that. It's true. It's very true. And like, do you want to be in school with a bunch of people that aren't vaccinated? Even if you are. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I do. So you're saying that you still you're okay with getting infected. I, I think uh, I'm at a point, once I'm fully vaccinated, I'm happy to be around other folk, yeah. Even if they're not practicing the same level of health that you are? Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't control what people do. So did you hear about the nine New York Yankees who all tested positive for COVID after they were fully vaccinated? No, I yeah, didn't. When was this? A couple of weeks ago. Huh. Goddamn Yankees. Right, so these people... Uh, and all of these nine cases are considered breakthrough cases. And see, this it is something. Make any sense. This is nine something. People in the same organization, all fully vaccinated with the same vaccine, and nine of them are testing positive for COVID. Doesn't seem like a coincidence to me. This is something that I've been worried about from the start with the vaccination thing. Is just we have mutants. I don't think it's a mutant thing. Uh, well, my, some of them will become like adapted to the vaccine that's just how but there's no there's no uh evidence in or evidence in science right now that is showing um that any of the variants that we're experiencing are resistant to vaccination i agree so then how do you explain these yankees That, that is tough how do you explain them well i think that what's happening is that people even if they're fully vaccinated are still caps getting the virus and being asymptomatic and super spreaders. Yeah. Uh. Just because, you know, they're not showing any symptoms. Most people aren't even getting tested regularly, like a, like a Yankee. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So that's probably occurring a lot more than these breakthrough cases that they're calling them. Um, I think pretty much everyone is going to contradict or is going to get COVID. Yeah. um, Eventually contract COVID. Yeah. Um, whether they're vaccinated or not, and they're going to become a big spreader. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Time will tell, but at this point might be awful. I've uh, done a good bit of time in the, in the quarantine. If we can get back on campus and it's sanctioned, I'm going for it, buddy. I gotta, gotta get back in that real world. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, uh, the rate at which people can contract uh, if it just STIs turns in, the, in the next year. It will be interesting to see. It's going to be pretty gross. It probably will be. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I see stuff on TV, like, you know, where, I don't know, people are like hugging or whatever. Yeah. It, it just seems so wrong to me. <laughs> Dude, I'm in the same boat completely. It's, yeah. 
and nowadays they'll put the ad like or a ticker on the bottom. This was shot before COVID. Right. But I'm the same way. I'll see, I'll be watching a podcast or something from like years ago. I'm like, nobody's wearing masks. What the hell? Oh my God. I'm, I'm with you on the idea that masks are probably a mainstay for a lot of us. It, yeah. We're, we're kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. People in general. We're and now more gross than ever. Yeah. I think we're all starting to realize that a bit more. It's pretty sick. Yeah. But we were okay before. We were okay before this, for the most part. Influenza, polio, Spanish flu, different story. But um, uh, we'll adapt. I don't think we're going to die out as a race anytime soon. Oh, no. You got faith? No, as long as you keep getting your COVID booster shots. Well, that's what I mean is if these targets of drug action change, we're just going to have to get a new new dose yearly, like we've discussed. That's how they're going to make a business out of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Just like, you know, all almost all modern medicine, it's very it's got to have a business plan associated with it. Nobody's creating cures that, you know, no. you get a cure and then you never need our medicine again. Do you think That's it's not con- good business? Do you think it's conspiratorial? I like I said I I don't think it's conspiratorial, but I think that when you're uh investing millions and hundreds of millions of dollars in researching a new drug, mm-hmm. you need to recoup that money, right? So True. they need people to keep coming back to the teat. And I think that's just the way modern medicine has evolved is that, you know, why cure something when you can keep people on a medication for the rest of their lives that they keep paying for? See, I want to think that's not the case. It's a hundred percent. But the then case. you look at like different things work for different people, but a lot of like the, anxiety medications or that kind of like they don't want to cure anxiety that industry is it's got to be ludicrous i don't know the numbers but the amount of people who are taking ssris and whatever it may be barbiturates xanax all of it it's a barbiturate i'm pretty sure it's a benzo benzo right benzo which may be a it doesn't matter they're very similar um yeah a lot of people are just numbed out man and like you know, you read about Jordan Peterson, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, what's happened with him trying to get off uh, clonazepam. Yeah. He's fucked up. Like, and I, the I don't, extent that he went to as well was, he's still fucked up about it. He'll tell you right now he's still fucked up about it. And he hasn't been taking it for like almost two years or something. He went to China for rehab. He went all he? over the place because he was so, so addicted. And I guess like the withdrawal yeah. from, you know, stopping a, um, whatever benzo a, a healthy dose of benzos on a daily basis yeah apparently it's like some of the worst withdrawal known to man and like people people can't get off of it in some cases people are well, becoming that's the suicidal normal. in other cases yeah and you're you become so used to that state of being i'd assume that it just becomes normal to behave like that i don't know i, I mean i was on on it for a while yeah. and um, I ended up, you know, getting to the point where I was just taking it to get to sleep, not even for anxiety yeah. anymore. Yeah. And then um, luckily I didn't, I didn't have trouble getting off of it, but yeah, I got to the point where I needed to take it to go to sleep. Yeah. 
It's yeah. no bueno. And I mean, like I said, you're not even taking it for its intended purpose at that point. You're and I wasn't even normal. getting fucked up on it like a lot of people do. That's a weird buzz, man. I've taken enough to get fucked up a I've, few times. Dude, it's awful. I was doing some crazy shit yeah. where I would get up in the middle of the night and cook dinner and really? like be like, not rain and wake up in the morning and be like, what the fuck? I, I don't even remember doing this. Fuck, or man. Or I, I, even worse than that, I remember getting up in the morning and finding like uh, a bag of chips that I didn't have, meaning you I went, went out them. into the store. Oh. Yeah, fucked up. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it causes a complete blackout, man. That's well. That the, when those things were happening, that was that's the reason I stopped taking it. Yeah, man. That, that's troublesome shit. That's and fucked up. The normalcy. It's it's ridiculous, man. Anyway. Smoke a goddamn joint. <laughs> yeah, if only they made joints this powerful as a handful of benzos. <laughs> Maybe someday. Like what if what if uh breeding just gets to a certain point? I don't know. I think like you know, with, with all the technology involved in growing weed right now, yeah, you're still topping out at what twenty high twenty percentage of yeah. THC, right? Yeah. 30s maybe but if you're even, like crazy genetics but then they but say like what, what what do they say like the percentages are on like say a keef i think probably around like 15 to 20 oh i thought it would be higher because it's more concentrated and possibly anyway i don't i never found any of that concentrated type of weed product to be any more uh effective in getting you high the only thing i've ever really noticed a difference in is um decent weed or sorry decent hash yeah there's it's, there's a you know like when you drink alcohol there you know you drink hard liquor you get fucked up yeah but you drink wine and you get fucked up but it's, it's totally mellow. different but it's a different buzz yeah 100 percent. and i feel like hash is the same way as opposed to weed is hash has its own buzz even though body to it i don't know it's just like you know if if i got my hands on some good hash and i rolled up a you know a one gram joint let's say or yeah. close to a one gram joint if the hash is really good i'm gonna get that sensation that i'm like falling through the floor like if you're that's la- a big death, joint yeah I don't know, I mean, <laughs> go big or go home i um but i like that like a lot of people i remember when i was a teenager and i first started smoking weed that if i got that sensation it was like time to go home that's what i used to that's why i started smoking pot I remember that, which that may be surprising to you knowing me. Um, but when you, when you first smoke and like laying in bed, it's like, oh my yeah, God. It's like it's you're like, sinking through the bed. There's like waves, yeah, like oh, ocean-like. Totally. That's amazing. Oh, I'm ne- I can never get back to that unless I can get my I've hands never on been some, back since. some killer hash. Uh, and interesting. Not like that shit that you sold me. That was bad shit. You knew it was I did shit not too. know it was bad shit. You knew when you sold it to me. It was. I did not. You tried it before. Yeah, but we had already been smoking. We were also on acid. Yeah, but that is the worst hash I've ever seen. I still have some there. It doesn't even make sense. Like, it'd be interesting to send that shit to a lab and find out what it really is. We can do it. No, (laughs) cost too much. Better off to buy some some good weed with that money. It's true. Yeah, it's very true. Anyhow, I think we uh, have reached the end of this episode. I think so. Yeah. It's good to be back. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take it easy. Be safe. <laughs>